Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, great to have you here on this Wednesday. It is time now when we sit uh, and chat with our friends over at Black Locks Reporter because, of course, they got all these uh, good little juicy nuggets that don't often make the big headlines, but they are certainly important because they actually matter to you. No one, of course, digging them up faster than Tom Korski, who is the managing editor. Good to have you, Tom. Thank you, Alex. You got a couple of really interesting ones, I think, this week. And one of the headlines that caught my eye is that the majority of COVID deaths in Canada were over age 85, uh, people who had things like dementia or Alzheimer's and who were at high risk of dying over this period. And also data showing that those who were 65 over, so those people we knew were the brunt of the pandemic deaths. And so there was this report ordered, you know, let's look into whether or not those in charge in the Trudeau government ever actually weighed the consequences of lockdown measures, uh, which the Trudeau government supported. And yet when you take a look at the report and what you guys found is, well, you didn't find any detail on the actual impacts that would be felt on businesses which have been failing, school closures and the mental health of Canadians, including young people. So why did we bother to get this report? Well, it, it was interesting. This is the Commons Human Resources Committee is conducting, uh, you know, hearings and an investigation into uh, the label of the hearings is impact on seniors. And this was a report from Stats Canada. So it's on the level. Right. But isn't it interesting, exactly as you say, the majority of deaths, this is raw data, the majority of COVID deaths in Canada, people in nursing homes over 85, heart disease, dementia, Alzheimer's, respiratory issues, as stats can said, people at higher risk of death, regardless of whether COVID ever happened. So the question then does become, when you read the report in its entirety, why did we close elementary schools again? Why was mm-hmm. the cabinet talking about paroling prisoners? What mm-hmm. was the lockdown about? Why did they have to lock down gyms? And those are Why did they close down Parliament and basically make it completely dysfunctional? Exactly. So, so yeah. it, it, the question's rhetorical, and it goes back to the old issue you and I have discussed, which inexplicably uh, does not get much focus anymore. But it is the yeah. point. It is the epicenter of the earthquake. Masks, Alex. All they had to do was get the medical supplies to the nursing homes and catastrophe Mm -hmm. could have been avoided. But they didn't do that because the public health agency, whose mandate it was to prepare for a pandemic, was incompetent, demonstrably. We can see that in internal audits. So look at the carnage. 26,000 people die. Ten times as many small businesses fail. Two million people lost their jobs. And we're left with debts that we will be paying for the next hundred years. If there's not a judicial inquiry, uh, honestly, you'll never have a judicial inquiry on anything. 
I know, but we're going to have an election and we've got a prime minister who's going to take us to the polls because he's a majority status. And when you look at the polling, Tom, people think he's done just a terrific and dandy job, despite the fact that we've been talking about these reports of colossal failure now for months. And then you see this report, which makes it very clear. They never at any point decided to step back and say, I think we have to start looking at the cause and effect of our policies. You know, we are killing a lot more people because we weren't prepared in the beginning. Uh, You know, people just don't seem to to see the failure and are given the guy good grades. Well, data are hard. There's no doubt about it. But my only comment on pre-election polls, God bless her, Kim Campbell in April 1993 polled 53% (laughs) in the Gallup poll. And five months later, the Conservative Party won two seats. So that's what pre-election polls are worth. But in this case, data are starting to come in. There are internal audits. We've reported on them. You've reported Mm -hmm. on them. Mm And, and you can start to see exactly what happened here. And it all goes back to the disastrous incompetence of the public health agency that has mm-hmm. gone through two presidents in the past year. One was uh, inexplicably transferred after saying, I need a break. And the other was censured by parliament. These were people the deputy prime minister described as rock stars. You guys are pandemic heroes, she told a, re- uh, a bunch of reporters. You are the rock stars of our era. Look at how they let people down. It's epic. Yeah. Well, it is epic. And um, Patty Haidu, who is just as inept, I mean, she never takes the heat. Her head doesn't roll. I mean, the prime minister, I mean, they didn't man the office with any experts. We know that. Um, they filled it with a bunch of suits who write talking points. Maybe at some point Canadians will start to to see that. Maybe they won't, but the reports are out there. And then, and then, of course, you've got to look at the game being played now, which the you know the prime minister all of a sudden can now come out of his cottage. Um, you know, it's safe now, and he's going all over the country, throwing money wherever he can. And a cabinet, the Trudeau cabinet announced yesterday that they're going to give nineteen million dollars in subsidies for cafe patios so that they can get shrubbery and build, you know, empty parking lots in Toronto into this kind of area where restaurants can start making money again. And as Adam Vaughn, who just happens to be his riding, you know, he, he wants the love returned to Toronto. He says it starts with the vaccines. It starts with shopping locally. It starts with loving Toronto more than you've ever been loved before. <laughs> First of all, why the hell is the federal government, um, you know, subsidizing? This is a municipal project that has already been funded by the Toronto taxpayers. Um, but if this is just not a money dump to buy and shore up his vote, uh, that's all I see. Well, this is, if you needed any evidence that an election is impending exactly, why would taxpayers in Mount Pearl or Red Bear <laughs> Or Brantford for, or London or Hamilton or anywhere? <laughs> point taken. Point yeah. taken. Pay for shrubbery and picnic tables yeah. in empty parking lots in Etobicoke under a goofy municipal beautification scheme. Well, mm. I can think of two reasons. Toronto returned a clean sweep of 25 Liberal MPs in the last election, and inexplicably, and this is almost mathematically impossible, but they did it, the Liberal Party won 54% of the popular vote with five legitimate parties on the ballot in Toronto last Mm. time. No Mm. wonder, Mr. Vaughn says, it's time to return that love. You know, they're looking at grants, cash grants to business owners in Little Jamaica. They're looking at cost-shared patio equipment in Toronto. This is the Minister of Economic Development, Melanie Jolie's definition of, as she put it, building back better. Are you kidding me?
Yeah, and look, I I think small businesses deserve everything they get. The problem is it should have happened, Tom, months and months ago. These businesses have been waiting months for federal and provincial aid. They have been left in the dark. They have been shut down far longer than they should have. This this should have been done a long time ago, and it, sh- it sh- had nothing to do with shrubs. The, the businesses don't need shrubs. They need to pay their taxes. They need to pay their rent. They need to get staff. I mean, this is crazy. They are getting shrubs, and they will like shrubs, Alex. (laughs) All right. There you go. I guess when they put the bankruptcy sign out, they can take the shrub with them. Um, Why are we – I find this befuddling. I didn't even know, first of all, that the military owned golf courses, but now I learn through you guys that they actually own a lot more than just golf courses. They own 39 sports clubs nationwide, um, which the auditor is saying, well – you're not making any money on these things. The federal government has now uh, doled them out. They're, they're getting subsidized to make up for shortfalls. But, I mean, explain this to me. Why does the military own all these sporting uh, places? Um, they're selling memberships to them, and they still can't make e- – they can't even get even? Uh, not only can they – many of them break even. Uh, the, <laughs> the auditors found that managers of military-owned curling clubs, for instance, uh, were vague on what the definition of financial sustainability was, which is, this is not, this is not good. When you are running a curling club, you should know what financial sustainability means. These were, as you mentioned, dozens of sports clubs, a yacht club in Shearwater, Nova Scotia, a curling club in Edmonton, a uh, a golf course in Kingston. This is for esprit de corps to improve the right. morale and uh, social <laughs> interaction of soldiers, sailors, and air crew, to which auditors said, hey, buddy, uh, there are private and public golf courses down the road. They determine through their audit the typical Defense Department-owned golf course is competing with up to seven or eight other golf courses in whichever town you choose. So why can't soldiers, sailors, and air crew queue up like everyone else and get a green fee and pay their time, get their schedule, just like everybody else? You know... Or, or, or I don't know, if you want to improve morale, just um, pay them their benefits uh, and back pay and, and maybe don't let all the women get oh, groped. Oh, I, I don't know. That, that oh, would help. Oh, okay, but now you're now you're juxtaposed. So, uh, you're, you're drawing awkward analogies here. You're referring right. to the Department of Veterans Affairs that takes no, over a, a year to process <laughs> the paperwork on a disability claim, and that's the military. Everyone appreciates mm. the service to our country from soldiers, sailors, and air crew. You don't need your own golf course, exactly. Okay. None, well, no, General Vance needs his own because no one wants to go with him. So you got to go there by himself. <laughs> All right. Tom, uh, I'll look forward to seeing what else you guys come up with, and uh, I know you will. So we'll, uh, we'll chat again. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. Tom Korski, managing editor over at Black Locks Reporter. He is, of course, uh, earning his keep these days. It's a subscription-based magazine worth every single cent. So uh, give him some support and love because they do deliver.